Hello, children of Ben Gold. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. This is my sister. <laughs> what does your T-shirt say? I can't okay. quite read it. I There's a lot of commotion here, isn't there? Okay, so why don't we get started? I think sure. I, the echo's not that bad. Well, uh, I just I just fixed it, I think. But Mark, give me a, okay. give me a check. Awesome. One, well, two, three. Well, I know three. it's 7-16, so the people that have, Brian, have signed do a, in. do a sound check, Brian. Ben, you can keep talking. Check, check, check. Testing. Yeah, we're good. So it's fine. Right now. Yeah, we're good. This will this will work. Wait, it's not. It's uh, we can start. It sounds beautiful. Yeah, That's and fantastic. we're at seven seventeen. So who gives a bleep? We're good. You did it. You did it, Adam. You yeah. Adam. technical issues. Yeah. Good job. We're good. <laughs> this show is going to be good from the start, and it's all Ben Gold's fault. Yes, Ben Gold. Oh. All right. Well, hello, all right. everybody. So, <laughs> hello. All right, let's get this. Um, we're going to do just a couple of cues here. We're going to kick off the show with our new theme song. Um, oh. Yeah, we, we, we got a new. Yeah, didn't you what? know, Brian? Every, everybody oh sing gosh. along. Yeah, everybody what? sing along. <laughs> no, don't. All right. Don't so along. we're going to kick this off. Uh, well, you know what? You know, actually, I, I should probably have the show notes open for this episode, huh? I know. I opened it, too. Well, <laughs> I, I, you have to read them. I, I, I studied them and memorized them, so we're good. <laughs> right. Let's rock and roll. All right. <laughs> Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Beware. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 24th, 2019, and the time is now approximately 7.15 p.m. Central. Or maybe 7.19. I am joined by my co-host Mark, Time Runner Shields, and Paradise Arcade Shop's head ninja, Mr. Brian McLeod, Armitage Thurmiston Howell III. And tonight... keeps getting longer. Wow. What? Are you interrupting me? Are you just going to interrupt me? Right in the middle of my whole thing, right before I introduce the guest, you have to just blurt out. Oh my God. Okay. And tonight, we introduce to our fellow arcaders, 2010 International Video Game Hall of Fame inductee, world record holder on such games as Millipede, Cubert, and Stargate, champion of that's incredible and video game challenge national televised game contest, and widely regarded as the best Golden Age arcader of all time, Mr. Ben Gold. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. You know, we just wanted to drag it out a little bit and make you feel important. I just wanted, I wanted to give you a breather. So you had the breath to cover all that. Yeah, yeah, I, That's a I lot had the breaths. I had the breaths. They were going. <laughs> Although the, the final one, the best, you know, arcader of the golden age, that's probably a little bit overbloated, but Do you that's think okay. it's subjective? I think it's subjective. <laughs> subjective, yes. 
The ben, we didn't say the Ben Golden Age. So <laughs> we're oh, jeez, this is not. This is going to get old. This is going to get old. We can't do the Ben Gold thing. <laughs> you know, we already used. You know, we struck gold. We can't go. On. Oh, we can't do it. We can't do it. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, what you been working on, Mark? Well, let's talk about. Um, okay, so I bought a Warlords cocktail project from Coin Op Warehouse. Yeah, you said that sent, last week. I did. I sent the uh, I sent off all the metal parts to the powder coders, and uh, and part of the problem is like when you when you send some metals to the powder coders, they expect all the parts to have been taken apart, hmm. and I could not remove the base. There were two bolts that they didn't want to come apart. And I was like, "Hey, what? What do you? What do you think is a good? I think you know what's a good idea for this." And they said, "Well, we can square it up and then weld it together." Like, why is there even a bolt? Who's taking this apart? What? Who's? Who is this bolt for anyway? <laughs> so the bolts that are on the top of typical right. Atari cop, cocktails, those are the ones that give me trouble. Anyway, okay. so they're that's what they're going to do. And um, so that uh, I'm glad I resolved that problem. And then just after I did that, I got an, uh, like a phone call from Aaron, uh, Arcadiology. He told me that my time pilot had arrived. And so I met him at Fastenal. It was like the one of the further away ones from me. And when I showed up, there was a Space Invaders cabaret stuck into the back of my time pilot. They had taken the back off and they had taken the... The, the the monitor board and everything, and they'd shoved this are, other... Are you just telling gear. us a story? It sounds like you're kind of making was, things up right now. It was totally weird, man. Yeah. I, I went in there, and I'm like, who's, ben, who's other... Ben, like, Kate is that in I have there? a question for Ben. Do you okay, understand anything that Mark's saying right now? Because I don't. No, I... I um, how do I say this? I have some, <laughs> some friends of mine that are into, you know, restoring classic games and stuff. Yes. They really get into this. Yeah. Um, for me, it's uh, that's not a passion, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Well, the, the thing that I'm finding weird is, like, I'm listening to Mark tell me this story about a game that yeah. just arrived, and he says there's another game inside it, like a, a barrel of monkeys or something. Yes. I, there was a, it was a Space Invaders cabaret. It was smaller and narrower, narrower and whoever shipped it thought, Hey, if I took all these other things out of this time pilot, I could shove another arcade game inside of it. Uh, if you go to 90 minute tape on Twitter, you can see a, I have a picture I, of it. I, I could not believe it. I've never heard this before. Never. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to say like, um, it's fine. Like it was giving birth to it. Yeah, it was. The time yeah, pilot yeah. gave birth to fact, Space Invaders. Yeah, we, it, we, we, we found this uh, reference on t- um, Family Guy where Meg feeds Brian some <laughs> hair and says, can you feel me inside you, Brian? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Let's. All right. So, Brian, why don't we, why don't we just move on to Brian? What have you been working on? Uh, that'd be good. So let's just, just do that. Let's move on to Brian. I, I can't talk about hair. Uh, okay. <laughs> Remember, there are children watching this show tonight. Okay. I didn't say it to be bad. I'm talking about <laughs> a primetime show. Um, let's see. We just uh, we actually just had some fun and, and pulled the whole shop apart, pulled a bunch of games out of there. And we now have a large section for uh, monitor repairs, which has been really nice. So we previously have been kind of moving everything around to get the, uh, the equipment together and the desks lined up. And then we now have essentially a 16 foot long, three foot deep table for doing arcade and monitor work, which is well, kind of great. Nice. Yeah, no. So it's a lot more efficient now. Um, and I grabbed, finally grabbed my return of the Jedi 
so that I can get that back up and going. Um, which I, I, I'm not sure that I like the game, but I seem to have this drive to make this thing look amazing. Yes. Um, which is weird because I don't do that with any of my games, but for some reason this game, I keep trying to do stuff to make it look so, good. So. Uh, I've got a 6,100 at your shop. That's maybe going to get work done then, huh? You do actually, we have like, I think four or 6,100s right now that are getting ready to go up on the bench. We're about to set up the uh, vector test bench. Mine is, mine is fun. Mine is completely disassembled. And for those of you that don't know what 6,100 is, it's an arcade uh, Atari uh, 60 uh, vector monitor. So it's, it's 100 better than a 6,000. All right. So I've been working on a few things. Uh, I repaired my IO board on my Robotron and now I can shoot left when using the first player, which is sort of critical to playing Robotron. And you still can't set a high score. Well, <laughs> and you're still bad. Why are you busting my, why are you, why are you, <laughs> you don't play Seriously. If I'm at. <laughs> so that, what the, now the guest is going to attack me. What is what? going on here? <laughs> There's no way. Da- David Gomez, the high score, like champion of all of Robotron yeah. is in my band. And so oh Adam God. cannot even, I don't even know. Why listen, even... listen, crickets. Okay. It's good. So anyway, I, I added a couple of 900 mechs to my asteroids deluxe and I bought VIG ticket. Oh, excuse me. I just bought a VIG ticket to MGC for April. What's a v, what's VIG stand for? Very, very important gamer gamer. Oh, and it was, it's not cheap this year. It's super expensive, but guess what? The name badges for the VIG guys, you, and you get t-shirts and all this stuff and all access to the entire show. But the cool thing is, is that I get for my name badge, a legitimate Nintendo arcade cartridge with my name on it, with a real game inside, like a, a homebrew. Show your name when you play it. I don't know, but that would be really cool. I don't think they're not going to do that. But yeah. Is it MGC? MGC, Midwest Gaming Classic. Wait, you should tell them that our uh, my arcade band wants to play there, and then we'll 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 go there. Yeah, for we should do that. I, I actually, we'll have Dan on the show, Dan Lucen. We'll, we'll right. do our annual show with Dan. Okay, yeah. Ben. So, what have you been working on? And no Ben. Be, yeah, tell, tell us, us what, what you've been. Doing. Tell us what you've been doing. What have I been doing? Well, let's say. Um, how do I say this? That um, outside, well, outside the video game world, I live in in Dallas, nice, uh, or out, a little bit outside of Dallas. Okay, um, got my three kiddos that you've met. Two of them here. Um, Hi, kiddos. So, hello, this is Anna. Anna, say hello. Hello, Anna. Okay, I'm Adam. Very good, Victor. Come here. Okay, this is Victor. Victor. Okay. Hey, Victor. I just want to tell you. Uh, my cousin's name is Victor. He's awesome. Now, now wait. Now, Victor, this is your time. You want to tell us? He has oh, his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor, tell us about, tell us about yeah, your. Uh, okay, it's Ducky is very cute. No spaces. I like to do gaming videos. Um, the Ducky is very cute. No spaces. Please subscribe again. It's Ducky is very cute. Yeah, no they're gonna, they're gonna Duck, that. Okay, Ducky let me make sure I got this cute. right. It's Ducky, Ducky is very is, cute. Right. Dot com. Not no, 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 no. Dot com. Oh, it's, it's just, just for YouTube. It's, it's for YouTube. YouTube okay. No yeah, spaces. So your YouTube channel is and, and, Ducky is very and, cute. No spaces. I have a question. Who is Ducky? Yeah. Who's Ducky? I, I like ducks. Hey, he man. Ducks. So every one of his channels is always uh, duck related. All okay. right. Hey, does he like duck hunt? Duck no, no, he, he, they, they like, uh, how do I say? They like these games that I don't really relate to, like yeah. Minecraft, Roblox. Oh, sure. Roblox. Um, I love Minecraft. I'm a Minecrafter. IO, Fortnite. .IOs. 
All right. Can they all dab for me? Can ben, it, can everybody I, there dab? We need a dab. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah, one of those. I don't even know what that is. So, all right, so. Ben, uh, you gotta get your kids to play duck hunt. You have to. I, we did a whole episode on it. You got to do it. All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we interrupted you. So what are you working on? That's okay. No, that was a good part of it. So um, I work for a software company. I'm part of the sales team. Um, and watch out, guys. Don't get, don't get hurt. Yeah, I noticed um, we're kindred spirits. I was a sales engineer for the last three years. So Are you kidding? No, no. I'm a sales engineer. That is exactly what I do. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so, uh, so I work for a, a marketing technology company. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, yeah, great. And, and I actually just started in November, and it's a wonderful organization, so I'm very happy there. Get to do some travel and uh, just stay, you know, uh, very active. Yeah. Uh, and so the uh, it's funny because I'm not really – when it comes to video games, you know, I, I'm not the best person to talk to about kind of what the new scene is because – you know, I know more from my kids than anything else. Sure. Uh, the uh, classic arcade scene, you know, I have a lot of friends that, that I ran with back in the day, back. Oh, I bet. I bet we're going to get into that in the interview. I know. And, and I'm going to. Um, but, but but tell us. Keep tell us. Keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is kind of nice because actually um, um, about once every six months or a year. Yes. Anna, Anna, a little bit late. The, um, uh, you know, I do like, let's say, uh, an interview from time to time or a, um, or, you know, I'll do a, go to an event, but I'm not super active. This is more like a once in a while, it's kind of fun to just chat with people. And, and so that's kind of, you know, I mean, that's, that's why this is uh, more just to, to kind of hang out per se. If that makes that's sense. awesome. I love that and, and, place to be. Yeah. And we're, we're honored to have you on this show. So thank for, thank for joining us tonight. It's great. Hey, no problem. This is going to be fun. Right. We'll, uh, we'll just make it, uh, an interesting conversation. I don't know the, um, uh, uh I, I mean, if anyone has any questions, obviously there's the, the chat area. I'm happy yeah. to answer, them, you know, <laughs> as they come along. Ducky is very cute is in the chat. So that's good. All right. So yeah. we're going to move on uh, to our our next segment. What do you guys say? All right. Here we I'm, go. I'm down with that. Good. Wait, wait. I mean, are we really ready? Oh, I'm we're ready. ready. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the Arcade News with Adam and Brian. Over oh, to you, nice. Brian. Go. All right. So there's uh, just really uh, two quick news articles that were kind of neat. Microsoft did this uh, Make Code Arcade, which is a web-based beginner-friendly code editor that is uh, Java-based, and you can create JavaScripts and play them in a web browser. And they made a little kind of separate hardware tool that you can play these games on, share them with friends, play them online, and, and kind of mess around with them. Hmm. It's, a, it's, kind of, it's a really neat kind of idea that basically... Um, you can create almost 8-bit style arcade games and it's a visual-based language that allows you to just kind of drag and drop things together, say what you want the background color to be, what you want paths to be, and how you want the sprites, and then you can draw right. your sprites up as pixels. It's a, a neat concept. So uh, there's a lot of information on, on a makecode.com. Okay. Um, so kind of a fun little side thing. Sure. Okay. The, other, uh, the other thing that I... <clears throat> thought was kind of funny is uh, in the last week, scientists name an ancient shark species after the arcade classic Galaga. So they <laughs> named this prehistoric shark that they found. Wow. And I got to find the name because I erased it from this little thing here. 
But basically what happens is they, they, they pulled the, they found the teeth of the shark and they thought it looked like the ships in Galaga. And so they named it after Galaga. It's a Galagadon Nordquiste. <laughs> Galagadon. <laughs> right. Galagadon. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. It's Godzilla, Godzilla versus Galagadon. <laughs> so, and finally, because I'm keeping the news a little bit quick this week. Yeah. Adam. What? Um, so I've been playing around with... I, there's a, a company called Pin Stadium, and a lot of people are familiar with Pin Stadium lights. I have not actually installed a set, but I am kind of chomping at the bit to put a set of my Adams family. Because as a lot of people know, the newer uh, pinballs kind of have a lot more lighting on the play field, and the play fields are a lot brighter. Sure. In the older games, you kind of have these dark spots. And so if you put, like, a couple of new games next to an old game, you ha- yeah. it, 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 the contrast is really substantial. So Pin Stadium invented these lights that kind of go up under the glass on the sides and light up the play field. And they've actually combined natural lighting or slight offset colors of natural lighting with UV lighting <laughs> to bring out some of the UV inks on the play field, which is really kind of cool. Wow. They just launched a new project or uh, product called Pin Stadium Fusion, which actually now integrates into the flasher circuit. So now not only do you have <laughs> is pin stadium lighting with lighting, you can have the stadium lighting react to the flashers on the game. Supposedly, nice. according to their videos, they install in 15 minutes, but I can't get the games open in 15 minutes half the time. So you <laughs> have to find the keys, and that takes about a half an hour. Oh, uh-huh. man. Yeah. But, you know, usually oh. at about a half an hour is when I start wah, drilling the lock. That's what I've got for news this week. So, okay, I've got a couple of shout-outs, just brief ones. Cobra Arcade in Phoenix is celebrating its third year in operation this month. Congratulations, Cobra Arcade. And you might go back to the first season. I I did a little review on Cobra. I, lo- I like that place. Uh, also, some guy named Matthew Russell. Anybody know this guy? Alberta, Canada? Anybody? Anybody in the no. chat? No. Apparently, he opened an arcade in his garage. And it's called the Short Circuit Arcade. Congrats, dude. Oh, yes. Welcome to the party. I mean, like, seriously, they had like 17 articles on this guy. And I don't know how many of us have opened an arcade in our basement or our garage. But I'm glad that the uh, whole, you know, province of Alberta, Canada has decided to, you know, embrace this, you know. So I think it's great. Anyway, (laughs) that's just totally, I don't know. Back in 82. I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the cave with, with Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Well, in fact, Doc, there are problems with the Earth's gravitational pull. It's May 2nd, 1983. We're going back there. Let's talk about what's going on uh, in as far as the technology goes. In May, Atari released Star Wars. Yahoo! You may have heard of it, a color vector graphics game based on the popular film franchise. Have you seen Star Wars, Brian? Uh, Once or twice. What about you, Ben? How many times have you watched Star Wars? (laughs) A few times. I've seen it once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. (laughs) Right. Oh, this is What else? (laughs) Sega released Astron Belt in the Japanese market, the second Laserdisc video game ever. It used pre-recorded computer animated film footage as backdrops overlaid with sprite graphics. Uh, The background videos used in the the game were a mixture of original artwork and borrowed material, which means stolen. (laughs) 
In addition to the scenes created specifically for the game, the designers also incorporated footage from three science fiction movies, including Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, hence Stolen, (laughs) Battle Beyond the Stars, worst movie ever, and Message from Space, never heard of it. Ben, have you heard of any of those three movies? Go. No. Star Trek II. He's heard of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan? Come on. Oh, The Wrath of Khan, yes. Yeah, they used the whole question because I asked you at the end of the three. So So in 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 the game, they use the Genesis sequence where they like um, have the planet form. Genesis, I want it. Show me. You know, as the Klingon said, that's season. That's Star Trek three for Lloyd. Star Trek three, excellent film. Um, Hey, so what was going on on May 2nd? You may notice that all of these are going to have to do with May 2nd, 1983. What happened that day? Where were you, Ben? I don't know. Hold on. Let's keep talking here. At the box office, uh, Tony Scott's The Hunger starring David Bowie was good. I watched that at night. I don't know about you, but my parents were asleep. Ray Bradbury, he had he had something wicked this way comes Starring Jason Robards, J- uh, Jonathan Price. Uh, uh, you know what? That movie that that's a good movie. Uh, I think the book is a little bit different from the actual <laughs> film. But what are you going to do? Valley Girl, Nicolas Cage, and Deborah Foreman. Who is she? Directed by Martha. Uh, real genius, Val Kilmer. Let's not go yes. there. Okay. Oh. Is he in that? I did not know that. Blue Thunder. I can't believe all this stuff was happening around this time. I know. Uh, starring- it's great. Roy Schneider, directed by John Badham, the director of War Games, Short Circuit. Holy crap, he he directed Saturday Night Fever as yeah, well? That yeah. Is, that is a surprise. It is a surprise. I don't know surprise. how you go from War Games to Saturday Night Fever or vice versa, but yeah. that's fascinating. <laughs> well, you don't go from War Games. to You go the other way. Yeah. You go the other way, right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then um, what we just started talking about this one. Yeah, just a few weeks later, Return of the Jedi... Uh, I was just in an elevator with a guy and he told me that I would get goosebumps when he told me that he had a VHS copy of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I did I did not get goose, goosebumps. Mo- mostly I was like afraid and I needed to like get out of the elevator. All right. I got to ask Ben really quickly. <laughs> the hunger, uh, something this wicked, wicked, whatever that is. Valley Girl, Blue Thunder. Those are all like rated R. And then you have Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, Ben, did you see any of those movies when you were a teen? Obviously, Return of the Jedi. Sure, um, sure. Valley Girl, I think I saw that. Yeah. That's a fantastic I movie. I, I really liked cable. it a lot. If you, if, you, if you were fortunate enough in the 80s to have early cable, like the movie channel or Showtime <laughs> or HBO, yeah. they played that stuff all day long. I mean, yeah. if, if, if they weren't playing Swamp Thing, they were playing these other films. So Sure. Yeah. What are you going to um, <laughs> that's good times. So if you, if you, if you didn't happen to have cable, maybe you had regular television, you had to watch through an antenna. Now just, uh, let's, just, let's talk about what was up against. Yeah. That's, inc- that's incredible. Which, which was aired that night, which was with Ben, right? This is Ben where, apparently was on that show. Yeah. That's he was I, on the show. He was on the show. Told me that he somehow made it on there. <laughs> <laughs> was watching by the way ben when i'm like in your high thank you for entertaining me and bringing arcade games <laughs> sort of into the forefront um what else was going so if you if you didn't if you weren't watching ben you might have been watching archie bunker's place and then that was followed by foot in the door mash and one day at a time uh no i don't think so people probably were watching incredible that's incredible on nbc Love Sydney, Sydney's art show, followed by Family Ties and V Part Two of Two. There you go, man. 
Man, they were really starting off with simple title names back when they had V, huh? Well, V for visitors. V. Visitors, right. right. You know, really all I remember is when they ate a mouse. That's okay, wait, let's just, I want to... Ben, do you remember any of these shows? Do you, uh, a few of them. I mean, One Day at a Time, um, uh, MASH. I remember those. Of course. First, for uh, sure, yeah. And then for, for the people who were into the uh, the uh, more artistic side, Frontline and King Richard III were on PBS. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe you were at a farm. Was and that King Richard Part Three? Channel, you picked I, don't up. Yeah, I don't know which. I don't, you know what? I'm pretty sure... Um, uh, Patrick Stewart actually was in this production of King Richard III that was airing on PBS, oddly enough, back in 1983. <laughs> the kids are running. Hey, kids, how you doing, buddies? It's good to see you. He, he's on the American Family Guy or whatever, one of those shows. Are you about know. done? Because I'm really tired of your delivery here. All right. Um, I think we're done. Hey, what, <laughs> what, what's in the juke? What's in the juke? So, Ben, this is the part of the show where we play just a few seconds of a song that was popular on the day when you were on That's Incredible, and then we all try to figure out what it is. Most of the time, the people in chat figure it out, and we, we sort of keep a score. Yeah. So do I get a chance to try to? You do, actually. You, you, and you have an advantage where there's no delay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's true. All right, we're going to play a clip of the next song. Uh, here it goes. Pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to make a guess? It was a little bit much, I guess, but. Yeah. I already told you, Thriller. Oh, there you oh, go. Thriller, thriller by, by it, which person? It's not it? Thriller, but. Oh, it's it? not. No. Was that Beat It? Was that Beat It? It was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh. we, but we have Michael Jackson and Beat It by Casey Relford in the chat, and he pulls it in. <clears throat> yeah. Casey. So. It's so Casey has like point. the negative 10 second delay on the chat somehow. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I, I think, I don't, he, God, how, how does he get these so fast? Now, now I feel really like, okay, let's go, man. Let's, let's go for the. <laughs> yeah, next yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I, I have confidence in Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can't root for Ben. He's, he's got the total advantage. It's Ben. All right. It's ben, come here on. comes the next track. <laughs> Can you play it again? Sure. Okay, here it goes. Oh, are you want uh, the, you want the, um, here we uh, go. There you go. God, Thomas Dolby, she blinded me with science. She blinded me with science. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Casey nails it again. Brian, yeah. you're you're all delayed. Everybody's delayed. Uh, and I still except can't for Ben. <laughs> except for Ben. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Okay, yeah. they get easier. All right, okay, here we go. There I we know go. that one too, but I can't remember the the name. Yeah, it, these are hard, and it's this is like, Ben at work. Yes, um, yes, but it was uh, I can't remember. Casey Relford, he's killing today. Overkill. Over. Yes, okay. That's Brian. Right. Give it, give it a uh, reload if you if you're worried about. It. We'll give you a second. Everybody, reload your browsers, and uh, we'll see if everybody can compete with Casey. Uh, does that sound fair? We will give him a little reload time. Huh? Giving uh, Ben a half point for him coming up with the the band name. 
it's getting it's a very competitive that's the juke what's in the juke I like it it I is it, 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 like people are you know they're all over this the next two tracks uh, I think are pretty pretty easy so let's uh, well actually well, one of them is one of them is alright okay here comes the next one oh, hold on hold on let me mute this just a second here why, why is it so hard okay go for it okay <laughs> Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, nope. Nope. No. You're kicked out of my house if you no. don't know this one. Oh, oh come on. Yeah, be, be nice to her, I guess. Oh, my God. I know that. So I'm saying in general, not to start. Journey. Yeah, separate journey, ways. Journey, separate ways. Casey. God. What the Man, I, I'm, I, I am so. <laughs> nobody would believe I was an 80s person. So. <laughs> None shall pass is what Casey says. This is, this is embarrassing, okay? This is, this is getting really bad here. <laughs> Keep going. Get the next one. Well, I mean, uh, we, norm- we're pitting you against Casey Relford, who is a no. an 80s, you know, like a, a savant, basically. Full Casey's point. basically Shazam for 80s music. Yes, yes. <laughs> Full point. Yeah. Half point. Yeah. Those are usually the, 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 you know, we get a little, it's a, a little competitive up in here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This one's going to be harder. But I'll play that again. Play it again. This is hard. This is, I love that. It is. I don't, that one, I actually don't know the, um, I know. I remember Holland Oates, Family Guy, Family that, Man. That, you got it. You got it. No, and he it got is, it. Casey got it. Well, he so. got. It. He it said did. Family Guy, and then he, he recorded. <laughs> family Guy is hilarious. Like going, I, that one I barely remember. That right. that song I actually didn't. I, I mean, I haven't heard in many, many years. Yeah, the, I'll, I'll play it. it I'm going to play it just a little. And then stayed in 1983. But it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one stayed in '83. Yes. Is anyone getting any other points? Let me just. It's like full point. Ben has a half point. That's that's oh, good, good for good. second. All right, let's uh, let's uh, first of all let's play a little more of that track because yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that song. It's it's okay. it's an underrated Holland Oates song, I think. And you know what? It's a cover. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's a cover. All right, next track. That that's all. That is you two. Um, <gasps> yes. And Sunday Bloody Sunday. Oh, it's close, no. close. Same um, album. Same album. <laughs> it is a day. <laughs> Okay. You too. Everybody's got you too. Brian Frober, you too. Give him a point, half point, right? No, Ben got you too first. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But ben, you get a half New point. New Year's Day. Okay. <laughs> New Year's Day. Yep. S1500. And oh, Brian Frober pulled it out. He gets a half, half point right, for that, right? Brian. Half point. Nice. Casey went to sleep. He's like, I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, he's too he's so he's far like, in the lead. I'm so much better off, than all of get you. Get a drink guys. and yeah, it's a good thing we're a, it's a good thing we don't give away t-shirts for this because <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, only a wardrobe, only on the last show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Okay, let's try this one. Oh, you you, you could have kept going because I, I know, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this and see if anybody gets it. 
Because the next, the very next beat is going to give it away. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh, she got it Frober. anyway. Huh. Brian Frober. I just want to say respect, dude. That is unbelievable. Without getting the other... Full point. Yeah, dude. Dude. Lost the Google tubes. Okay, yeah. Wow. Here we go. First song I ever played at the Taco House. (laughs) All right, so that is, so far, beat it, Michael Jackson. She Blinded Me With Science, Thomas Dolby, Overkill by Men at Work, Separate Ways Journey, Family Man by Holland Oates, New Year's Day by U2, and Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. I mean, that's so good. You have some good music out right when you're on That's Incredible, Ben. I mean, really, that's pretty cool. Some of those were really good tunes. Yeah. All right, so the next track, here we go. Yeah. Is that um uh oh I know I know this the um you're gonna get it. Lost the okay, here we're gonna play this. Oh, somebody got it. Casey. Casey. No, I run with you, you modern yeah. English. Modern English. I, I don't know. I think we should only give him half a point for that. He couldn't spell English. But he pulled it off before someone no, else got it. I know. Yeah. I know. It's, it's that's just all right, here we'll play the rest. By the way, you know, if I would have known that we were going to do this, I would have. If I if I realized this contest, I would have gone and, and taken a, a day of listening to the old ladies. I know. I feel like this is like you putting it's an like arcade contest on me and just saying, "Ben, do it now." I'm like, but dude, I got to prep. I got to go yeah. get we're just ready. Kind of, I gotta yeah, get... we're generally just a bunch of jerks. I know. Oh no. So, <laughs> okay, so here we go. Got the other half point, Adam. Well, let's see. We had uh, I'm out with you, modern English. Yeah, we gotta get it. I mean, he got it. He corrected you it. You got the five full, the full point. He got, yeah. <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah, he got the full point. Yeah, that was just yeah. All right, here comes the full last, point. the last one. All right, second all right. to last. Oh, second to last one. All right. Oh, that's interesting. That part that you picked. Yeah. Well, and and uh, he's a Minnesota native now. We we, we adopted him. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I mean, I, I think if Casey again, really? No, Casey oh got it again, dude. Full point. That's unbelievable. Oh my goodness. Let's yeah. make this next one worth seven. I'll play a little bit more of that song so people get it. I remember that. Rock oh, yeah. this town. Uh, yeah, Brian Sitzer lives in Minnesota now with his wife, who he married, uh, who's a native Minnesotan. So uh, my uh, fiance slash girlfriend slash uh, Christine ran into him at the grocery store and fell in love with him. So I don't know wow. how it's going to work out I saw us. him at a concert with Mike in, nine, in 2001 or two or something. Fantastic. I mean, hey, great. 1998. Great. Sorry. All right. Here comes the last track. Okay. Here goes. I'll play it one more time. 
Brian Sessler. <laughs> Setzer. It's Brian Setzer. Mr. Peabody, welcome to the show. Yeah. Okay, who's, who, who got that? Uh, t- talking heads, not no, nobody yet. It, nobody's gotten it. This is good. I'm, oh, n- oh, interesting. I want to play a little bit more. <laughs> nice. Here it comes. Hot, but hot. Never answer me. It's a little bit hard. Yeah, you got you, you, actually Ben. You're getting the, there. You go. Casey pulls out uh, in excess. Yeah, in excess for a half, half point. point. And what is the name of the song? It's like hot, uh, hot something, hundred and three. <laughs> I love that song. It's a hard song uh, if you haven't heard it in a while. Half point. For in excess, and we're waiting for the other half point. Here comes the fight. <laughs> Casey's still thinking. Either way, Casey has seven points. Uh, Brian, one and a half points. And Ben, third place, all with right, one well, point. Well, let's wrap that up. It's called The One Thing by In Excess. You guys almost got that one. <laughs> Yeah, so thanks for playing What's in the Juke. Thanks. That was really good. I think they did really well, don't you? Yes, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) What? Thank good I have a day job, okay? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. Let's see what we got in the hopper. I think we might have a call. Uh, Let's check the voicemail. Thank you for calling 612-548-GAME. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. Hey, Arcade Radio. This is your buddy, Bob Zarzadek, control panel expert and technician. I've been so busy these last couple weeks, uh, I got a temp job working at the airport for the TSA. I think that means a temporary substance advisor. Uh, so, uh, you know, I let people bring in weird stuff as long as I right. get a good look at it, okay? Uh, so far, it's been smooth sailing, except for that one guy. He came through, he brought this bag of liquid plutonium. <laughs> and apparently, uh, you're supposed to tackle them to the ground when you, when you, when you catch them bringing that in. But, you know, the funny thing is, according to these instructions, you're all supposed to tackle them. You have to tackle them to the ground when they bring in a beer. So I'm super confused. This job, I don't know. Uh, as am I. On it, but, you know, yes. Hey, hey, you guys, good luck with your Ben Gold interview. I'm sure it's going to be gold. <laughs> ah, you've been oh, the first time you heard that, oh, right, man? Oh, man. Right, we told, we said no more I'm gold jokes. You, we're done with that. No, yeah, that's terrible. That, that guy. Let's just move on to the interview. Next guest has been published in Life Magazine. He's had appearances on television shows such as PM Magazine, That's Incredible, and the Video Game Challenge TV Pilot. He was also featured in the 2007 documentary Chasing Ghosts Beyond the Arcade, inducted into the International Video Game Hall of Fame in 2010. Please welcome to the show one more time, Mr. Ben Gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's a, we need like a pause. 
I think this is really good. Uh, ben. All right, Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your family, what you've been doing for, what you do for a living, that sort of thing. I'll abbreviate it. I live in Dallas, married, three kiddos, uh, uh, as well as a stepson that's married, living um, uh, also here in Dallas, uh, Dallas area. Um, been, uh, grew up in Dallas, then lived for about 15 years off in uh, Europe. Um, and mainly in Europe or the East Coast, of the U.S., and then get, for the last like 17, 18 years, been back in in, in this area. And uh, professionally, I'm in the the software sales business. Nice, and, nice. Software and as so, a service, or what? software as a service. Software as a service, sales right. engineer. You got it. Sweet. Um, and um, Ben, you know, I do. Uh, I, I, my, I my passion I, I, is to travel um, and. And spend quality time with my family, which is, uh, I guess they're, they're just excited to be so famous all of a sudden, but, uh, <laughs> right. uh well, it's okay. We're welcome. They're all welcome on the show. I, I speak five languages. Can you speak Bocce? Of course I can. So, uh, so oh. I definitely like to, um, you know, when I lived in Europe, I, I lived in many different countries, parts of that and, uh, had a really good experience. So like I said, my wife from Romania, so that's what we speak in our house. Oh, and, you speak Romanian uh, in your in your home? Yeah. What yeah. are those other? What are those other? So we got English and Romanian. Let's get. The, what are those other three? Spanish, Italian, and German. Love it. Fantastic. I mean, that's awesome. Normally, people are talking about like five Romance languages, but those are pretty diverse languages. Yes. There. <laughs> well, it's impressive. Romance. And Romanian is actually the closest uh, language to Latin. Yep. So it's actually between Italian and Latin. Um, German is probably the one that's that's like uh, you know off the beaten path, but yep. I'm trying to think. Isn't German still a Romance language? I don't think German is. I mean, English Nine. English derives a lot from German, right? So I mean, there's some similarities there, but uh, German I don't think is considered a Romance language in its base. French. It's Slavic. It, I'll tell you, the Slavic languages are the ones I always had the trouble with. Like I tried to learn Russian, Czech, um, <laughs> and I can speak a few words there, but it's they're really really. Um, uh, you know, for me, very tough languages. So I never really got into them. Brian Frober in the chat says, romance if you like sausage. Apparently talking about German there. I have a question. Go ahead. Um, and I know, and so I've done a little research on you, Ben, and I know that besides video games, you had other hobbies at the time uh, back when you got your high score, including baseball. What other hobbies do you have then, and, and do you still enjoy baseball today? Um, you know, it's funny because, I mean, today, it's, I, I tell people that I, was, uh, I have a, a genetic defect, that yes. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's been a very painful 24 years. So oh, cry me a river. We were with the, the Vikings. Cow- the Dallas Cowboys are kind of like somebody, you know, like if you're in a relationship and somebody cheats on you every year and they say, this year it's going to be different. You, you, have, <laughs> you have no concept of what it's like to be a Vikings oh, yeah. fan. A Vikings fan. A Vikings fan. We have lost four Super Bowls in the 70s, never been back. Dallas was at their height in the 80s. We haven't seen the end zone in, a, in like a playoff game in, in God knows how long. I mean, It is true. And their terrible. Super Bowl halftime shows the worst well, I think that we should if you if you agree I, I say we make an amendment that we just ban the New England Patriots I, I, I agree I agree there yeah. as, a, as a sports team you <laughs> guys have won enough <laughs> oh that's hilarious 
<laughs> so Ben, uh, we uh, were doing some research and found that you attended a Styx concert not too long ago. Oh, are you are you a big fan? And uh, what were some of the bands you used to listen to back in the day when you were jamming out to games? You know, um, I like Styx a lot. It was just I had an opportunity. Um, there was a a friend of mine or a colleague who had tickets and invited uh, invited me and my wife to go. And I just I said absolutely. You know, uh, my my wife doesn't really get so much the 80s vibe because again she grew up in communist <laughs> romania so a lot of things like like uh, sports and video, you know even the arcade games she doesn't quite get into as much but it was kind of fun to to take her to that that concert because i thought their their music is very nice and they had a couple of their really good songs um they were playing and so i i, I mean it was uh, i don't go to a lot of concerts Okay. Um, but that one, I think I live streamed on my Facebook uh, page. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> so give us, uh, so give us a little bit of um, your background story. I mean, there's a lot of stuff written about uh, your time in Atumwa and and kind of some of the games you did. But give us a little bit of where you came from into video games, and then what was the earliest video game memory that you have that got you hooked on games? Well, I'll tell you, it's a great story. So I used to be a uh, in the late seventies. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm kind of giving my, my age away, but you can probably figure it out using math. So I was born in 66. Um, I played pong and stuff like that and breakout when they came out, but it was never, not really a passion. It was kind of like I played monopoly board games, played, uh, different stuff. And those, nothing really excited me. Um, up until, uh, there was a period of time where I was into baseball cards so actually, the late '70s, I started collecting baseball cards. I collected early '50s. That was my favorite, with like the 1952, 53, 54 tops. And so I started collect, trying to complete sets. Um, and so I, my dad um, was uh, into comic books, and he actually had um, all the first issues of uh, of all the comic books. So there was a time in the '80s, mid '80s, he had every single first issue. You know, action right. comics, Batman, Superman, all of those. He had didn't care about condition, but um, but he collected them. So when there was this period of time when I was into baseball cards, he was into into comics, and he invited me to a um, a show in Houston, Texas, and he would go grab comics, I would grab the baseball cards, and we were in the Galleria, and he had a couple of hours. I don't know. It was, he was like, hey, you know what? I need to do something. Here's five bucks. And there's this video game arcade. So, you know, <laughs> I stick it in, stick my money in. And I got my, my thing of quarters. And I'm like, you know, I'm playing these, you know, depth charge. And I think, uh, um, you know, some of these games that are just there. I'm wasting time. And all of a sudden I see these guys sitting behind this game where all of a sudden there's this crowd. You know, if you can imagine like 10 people that are all sitting there. And so I'm kind of, if you can imagine like it was a movie, I'm a little kid jumping up and down, trying to get the glimpse of <laughs> what is this? So I saw that there was this protocol of everybody putting their quarters on the machine. Mm-hmm. And so I put my quarter, you know, to, to be able to play it. And that was space invaders. And basically I went and, um, when I, um, when I put my quarter in, I was like transformed you know, it's funny today because if you put your quarter in a Space Invaders, it's like going, oh, my God, that's like so old. But in 1979, that was like amazing. So yes. I was like all of a sudden it's going bum, 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 bum. And I mean, my heart was pounding and I was just like 
like I, I mean, a dopamine high, like, I don't know, crack cocaine. I've never done that, but something like, <laughs> like all of a sudden I walked away from there and I'm going, what the hell was that? <laughs> okay. So I think I only played two or three times. And when I, um, when I came, when I got home to Dallas, um, the very, very first thing, um, that I thought about was getting back into the video games. And so, uh, so I looked all over and it took me a couple of weeks to find the space invaders. So it was right when it came out and I finally found this place, pipe organ pizza, which is about oh, a mile away Oh my gosh. From my home. Can I interrupt you for just a second? Yeah. Uh, I just met with my brother and his uh, wife, uh, a couple weeks ago and we haven't talked in a while. Um, but they went they went to Pipe Organ Pizza in Arizona. Really? And apparently it's like this religious experience with like a literal pipe organ. Oh yeah. It so, was great. So tell us about so, it. So that's the funny thing is that you know, I went there at the very beginning, I thought you had to order pizza. So I can't tell you how many pizzas I ordered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I had my and I had my grandpa. So I was like fifteen, fourteen or fifteen, so I couldn't drive. And my grandpa, and sometimes my grandma would drive me there. They would just drive me. I would go. And it was like, you know, I mean, I did the school thing till three o'clock, come home. And I'm like, I want to go right now to this, to there. So I would go to the arcade. And it was very controversial because back in the time, that was seen as a total waste of time. Oh, and look at all the money I'm spending, you know. So I might spend two or three bucks in a day. You know, when I was there, maybe four or five, if I was really, you know, nuts. Okay. Uh, you know, today, obviously, when you think about it, you know, kid, they don't, people don't wink when they, you know, blink when it's a $500 console or these $50 games or these right. app, in-app purchases of 10 bucks for it's whatever. Crazy. But back, but you think about it back then, I mean, you know, actually physically having 12 quarters or 15 quarters and spending them, you know, that was a big deal. So what I did was I went and um, and I can just the way I try to explain it to people is that, you know, it'll never that will never happen again. Sure. You know, there might be people yeah. that know Frogger or mm-hmm. Space Invaders or Defender. They can watch YouTube videos. They can see it. But nobody will ever have that experience of putting a quarter in a brand new game and not knowing if it's shit or Shinola. <laughs> as, as my That's friend Todd Rogers says. And so that was like amazing. So there was this period where like I remember when I put my first time to play Defender, you know, that was amazing. So first it was Space Invaders. Then it was like Defender, then Robotron, Centipede, uh, Pac-Man. You know, I never really got into the Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. I, I, I kind of joke with my friend Billy Mitchell that he's into the cutesy games. You know, he plays Donkey Kong, Pac-Man and stuff like that. I like the shoot 'em ups. So we never really competed against each other because we just never really had the same interest, you know, in the games. But my point was that back in the day, my first, I would say two and a half, three years of playing video games, it was literally on a local level. It was, I mean, I, at first it was just, to, I loved the games. Then I started to try to get high scores. Then I started to, to look for people that had high scores then I became kind of a jerk and I would go travel to everybody else's <laughs> arcade and uh. I would, you know how it was at the top three scores yes. would stay permanent. Yep. So there would be like a centipede score. Be On Atari games, right? Joe. Atari. But, in case the audience doesn't know, Atari was one of the first uh, arcade companies to 
ha- retain high scores, but only the top three. Exactly. And, 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 and not only that. You mean retain, like when they turned the game off and when they turned it back on, it kept those three scores. Correct. Right. Yeah. And so the other thing, to come a side note, I did end up spending a summer in Milpitas, which is near the Atari um, area. And uh, with uh, Todd Walker and Eric Ginner and uh, Eric Jenner, and yes. we um, we uh, I got to meet all the designers. So, like for example, the centipede, um, uh, the centipede design. You know, I, I mean, the like you could you the actual like when you turned it off, you know those those fake names. Those were real people. Yeah, the, the <laughs> people who programmed it. Typically, programmed it, exactly. yeah, yeah. They put yes. their names on it. So Crystal Castles, if you ever look at it, uh, I knew Franz Lanziger, who oh. was the designer of that. So he put my name. If you look on Crystal Castles, you go to like, you know, number 25 or 26, you'll see some bins. Nice. So, uh, nice. Love it. But, I'm uh, looking at that tomorrow, my Crystal Castles. <laughs> take a look. Yeah, turn it off and on. You'll see. There was this period before Twin Galaxies where I was searching for people that were interested in competitive gaming. And I couldn't find anybody. I could find – so I would go – like I was telling you. So I would go, let's say, to a 7-Eleven and there would be a guy, you know, JDX or whatever. Sure. And I would – you know, it would be 285, 250, 240 and I would play one game and I would get 999, 999, Ben. And I would just play one game so that it would be um, – you know, so that there would be no <laughs> distance there. And then I'd walk away and I would be done. I kind of like left my mark, you know, in that. You were that guy. I was an asshole, okay? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. See, all but, of us uh, wanted to be that guy, but yeah. we couldn't be that guy. We tried over and over. Well, we went through a guy. lot more than 2 to $3 a day sometimes, but we could not be that guy. Right, uh, and so what happened was you know, I did a little competitive gaming, so we did the um, – uh, I remember um, 1980, 81, there was a centipede competition in Chicago. Yes. Um, so the arcade, the local arcade had a centipede contest with the high, the person who had the highest score, the did the best, would qualify to go there to Chicago. I actually came in second place, but my folks said, you know what, we'll pay for you to go. And they wanted me to have oh. the experience. So I went with the guy who was best and we competed there. And that's when I saw Eric Eric Jenner the first time he um, he won that competition, and I was just kind of some guy that was out in the background. No relation and, to uh, Bruce Jenner, right? What? No, no relation. To, no to relation to Bruce. Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Well, it's G I N N E R, and I oh, oh yeah, okay. I haven't talked to him, so I always think I think Jenner Jenner. I think of uh, he's kind of disappeared. He has not. I haven't talked to him in over thirty something years. So I'll just track him down for you. Um, no, people have tried. He is a very. He does not want to talk to any um, anybody. I have another question. Has anybody seen Todd Walker? Yep, Todd. I talked to about ten years ago. He actually appears in Chasing Ghosts. Yeah. So, yes. so if you look at that, he's, um, um, uh, you know, he was in there. We we talked on the phone. Um, you know, he basically left the scene around the time I did. Sure. And uh, went and uh, he's been in the plumbing business and I think he's done pretty well. Well, so I wanted you know, to say like, like tonight we tried our darndest to find both Darren and Todd, uh, not successfully. We would have loved to have them like surprise, you know, on the show. Well, you know, I actually yeah. have Darren's number and actually his name is Chris Steele nowadays. So we <laughs> talk from time to time. So, but he's a good guy. he changed his name. I, we were trying to find them because I think I thought it would have been fun to be like a little that, you know, that's incredible reunion. 
but maybe, maybe we'll do that for a different show. Yeah. That's fine. We'd love to. I, That'd be so I, cool. I think um, the other competition I was at was there was a Texas one for 7-Eleven, which, which had like uh, Tempest, Defender, a few other games. And um, I got through, I think I won two rounds. They kind of had it local, then city, then regional, um, and then statewide. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, was able to get reasonably high in that, but um, but didn't, you know, I didn't didn't win that. So I never really knew what, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of just it was really hard to find uh competitive other competitive gamers and i mean that's a whole thing because the original arcade games did not monetize themselves well i mean we can talk a lot about the the fall of the game of the arcade games but it had a lot to do with the fact that there was this disincentive for people to get to have to build a culture you build a culture people get good they spend 25 cents they spend uh, they they spend five hours on a game they tie up a two thousand dollar machine true so, <laughs> and nobody makes money. You're spending more on the electricity at that point. Right. They didn't understand, though, that that the idea of like when I set my first world record, which I'll tell you in a little bit later, they um, there was like that arcade was buzzing. They had their best night ever because everybody was around, um, you know, was was really, you know, excited about me setting that record. So it was it was packed. Um, and so anyway, so the story goes like this, that that finally it was in the summer of 1982. Um I had the, I was doing my you know um, my score and there was this guy named Connell who we were playing Stargate and if you know Stargate is like Defender oh yeah but Stargate is a marathon game okay so I don't know if you guys know the difference between marathon and the other games but the, the marathon game in the in the gaming world was you get a free man every ten thousand points if you can average ten thousand and one point you know then you you could um, or let's say fifteen thousand per man you could build up to two hundred and fifty five ships. You get the 256, it would go to zero because of the, uh, the, the glitch. So a marathon game, you just kind of uh, played and, um, and, and, you know, and so the first thing happened was he got like 2 million points. So I wanted to show him who's boss. So I went to his arcade and I got 4 million. <laughs> and I'm just like, ha, kicked your ass. Then the next week I come and he gets 6 million. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So it got to the point where I, I went to that guy's arcade and I played from morning to evening, got, you know, 14 million, right? The next week he comes to me and he goes, I got 17 million. Whoa. And I just said to myself, okay, this is a freaking waste of time. <laughs> Even if I'm a devoted gamer, I don't really, I'm not that passionate about staying on a computer just for the hell of it. Sure. So I called up um, Williams and said, hey, what's the world record on this game? And they said, we don't know. But there's this guy in Atemwa, Iowa named Walter Day, and he'll tell you what it is. <laughs> You've been listening to Arcade Radio Season 3, Episode 8, with special guest Ben Gold. Tune in to part two of our extended interview with Ben as he concludes his story about contacting Williams and we find out more about his relationship with the Tama Iowa, Walter Day, and the gang that he stood with for the 1983 Life magazine shoot. See you on the flip side. Arcade Radio out. <laughs>